Hi, and welcome to Party of Ones podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm Lori. And today we will be delving back into unrealistic expectations set for us by media. Yep. Last time we did this episode, mm, I don't know, two, three? Yep. We did fictional or... Yeah, characters. Char- characters slash... Oh, also celebs. Celebrities. Yeah, so this is a more narrowed uh, field of media. We're going to do um, unrealistic love... Or... <laughs> unrealistic <laughs> expectations set by love songs. Yeah. So we delved back into our playlists. We consulted our past selves. Um, and we came up with lists of love songs that gave us unrealistic expectations, um, for what love would be like. Yep. And, uh, we're, that's what we're going to go through today. Yep. Though we should preface by saying this is not like top love songs or favorite love songs. These are just songs about love that have given us a skewed. Yeah way of thinking about what love looks yes. like. And shaped our ideas of what it would be like to meet someone and fall in love with them or to be interested in someone or to have someone interested in you. Yeah, or the way they profess their love. Yes, yes. All of those kind of things. Yes, yeah. And a lot of them too are from movies. So I think that's yeah. an interesting, like we all, cause we were also provided like visuals to go with like the our ideas yeah yeah all right so we'll get started okay well to get us started today well we were both kind of unhappy with the lack of diversity included in our list yeah this is an inclusive podcast and we try hard to have uh equal representation uh, whether it's male, female, or, you know, what you, genres, genres, or like even, you know, your sexuality, we yep. try and be, we try to be open and inclusive. Um, but these lists did not afford us that opportunity. Apparently I'm very narrow minded when it comes to love. Well, yeah. And apparently, um, even like my music tastes early on were very narrow in terms of like ballads or love yeah. songs. Cause let me tell you. The pickings were slim in terms of diversity. Yeah. So we apologize in advance. But I think also some of these are older, and that's not our fault. No. That, you know, diversity or inclusion wasn't really, like, valued when we were growing up. Yeah. It's better now. It is Children of today. You have a better world, a more inclusive world. Even though it seems scarier and more people are yelling at each other. But it's, it's better, I think. Anyway, so we're going to go through our songs that we chose and just kind of chat and explain. Um, and we hope that you know some of these songs. Since this is a very professional podcast and we aim to only provide you with the <laughs> highest quality and uh, the highest uh, or the best audio experience possible, for each of these songs, we're going to play a little snippet. And so we don't get sued. We're going to keep it under 10 seconds apiece. Um, and we're just ballparking it. We didn't actually look it up to see how long we could play. I think it's 10 seconds. <laughs> I'm just like, I think you just kind of pulled that out of your ass. Like 10 seconds. <laughs> and I definitely might have, but I'm also, I'm like fairly confident. I think it's if 10 seconds. If you had seconds. to say from zero to a hundred percent, how confident Ooh, are you? I also think it might be 30 seconds. <laughs> so I'm going to say okay, I'm at about 60%. Okay. Are we going to Google it? Yeah. I think that's a probably a good decision. Yeah, I'd say it's either 10 or 30, which is a big difference. 30 would make me feel better because it would make me think that we have we have some uh, leeway. You may have heard of fair use or copyright provisions that permit you to use 10, 15, or 30 seconds of music without copyright. That is, you understand that you can use a short section of the song without paying a fee. Yet you're wondering how exactly that works. The short answer is that it doesn't work. Oh, no. Um, you can... It's a myth. You cannot do that, and copyright is copyright. 
Let's look at this again. I don't so think that's true. I'm pretty sure I learned that in like a... The 30-second fair use rule is a myth, particularly for commercial use, such as radio or television ad. Copyright law is complex, and even when your fair use reasoning is valid, there are circumstances that may prevent you from using the music you want without obtaining permission. I'm pretty sure I learned that in like my education technology class, though. When we were editing videos. This argument is to avoid it altogether. Royalty-free music services provide original music that you may use under their terms, which are frequently non-existent upon purchase. If your heart is set on the latest hit, the safe route requires obtaining the appropriate permissions and licenses. So essentially it's not allowed at all because it is not being used in an educational setting. Our podcast has been described as educational. I, know, I don't think we can do it. Okay. <laughs> All right, we won't do it then. Here's what we'll do. If we feel so inclined, we will either read some lyrics or we'll sing part of it. I don't even know if you're allowed to do that. What? You can't read lyrics? You can read lyrics. I don't know if you can sing it. Well, I'm going to, and I've sung on other episodes of this podcast. That's true. All right, I'll pull up the lyrics for each one, and then maybe we can reference, like, a lyric that we really like. Yes. All right. That sounds fair. But also, this is just, it's sad. I would say let's just do it, but um, we're rule followers, so we're too afraid. So we're not going to do that. We don't need to suddenly be flagged on anchor. Like I mean, I would argue that most of the people on this list wouldn't come for us, um, especially because some of the songs are, like, pretty old, so they might even be... You might even be able they to. They might even be happy that they're getting a little free advertising. <laughs> a little airtime. Um, but yeah, we won't do that. So instead, we'll just reference lyrics and yeah. we'll sing it if we feel inclined. Okay. Okay. My first choice. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? No, you can go first because I have your You have them pulled up? Okay, good. My first choice is uh, the song I Hate Love Songs by Kelsey Ballerini. Now... You might ask yourself, why would this give you unrealistic expectations for uh, love or relationships or blah, 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 because it's called I Hate Love Songs. But uh, the reason I picked it is because it's like pretty negative <laughs> about all of like typical like relationshipy things or like romantic things. And yet she's still singing to this person that she loves. And I just feel like it's a little bit unrealistic because I feel like if you were that negative in real life about all those things, like, it would be a hard sell for someone to love you. So, like, the first... Can you read the first verse for us? Um, the first verse doesn't say what you were talking about, but yes. It says, I hate Shakespeare and Gosling and cakes with white frosting, two names and a heart-shaped tattoo. I think Cupid is stupid and violets are purple, not blue. I hate catching bouquets, the honeymoon phase, the letterman jackets don't fit, your eyes can't hold stars, and you die if your heart really skipped. Yeah, so she's saying basically like all of the romantic stuff is nonsense. Yes. Which, I mean, to be fair, probably a lot of us feel that way about a lot of like cliche love things. But I just think, like, it's a little unrealistic that somebody feels that negatively about all those romantic things. And it's like, but I, and, like, the verse is, like, I hate love songs. I really do. I hate love songs, but I love you. Yeah. And so I just think, like, I don't know. It's just, like, a pretty negative view on, like, romance and all those things. And if you were driving that hard of a line, I think it would be hard to get somebody else to agree to, like be in a relationship with you. So how does this fit into our category of ruining your expectations? I think it's an unrealistic expectation for how you can feel about relationships and still be in one. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Okay. But I like the song. I like this song. I'm down with it. Um, I really like Kelsey Ballerini. Mm-hmm. We saw her in Nashville. We did. Um, at the Grand Ole Opry. And that was really fun. Yeah. So. That was really fun. I I like her even more now. Yeah. 
than I did. I, I, I loved her then. Yeah. But I really like her now. Yeah. Even more. Yeah. <coughs> so that's my first one. <clears throat> okay. Um, so my first one, so my list, um, I had like 30 songs and I had to narrow it down to five, which took me like an hour and a half. Uh huh. It was a very stressful time. And my list is, um, not inclusive at all because I realized every song I put on the list was sung by a man. <laughs> and I am very much for equal rights, equal pay, <laughs> all that stuff. And here I am not being able to do that. I did well, just have... you're for those things doesn't mean the music industry is for those I, things, unfortunately. I did have some songs that were by women, but they eventually got the axe. So I, I felt a little bit bad about that. But yeah. Um, and then also the other thing is most of these songs, all except one, is from when I was younger, like almost 20 years ago. Yeah. A so, lot of mine are from when I was younger, too. You know, a lot of these, you know, are 80s songs or... But I think that makes a lot of sense, though, because it's, like, that is when your view of, like, those kind of things, like, kind of solidifies, and, like, that's when your expectations are being set. It's not until you're older and life has been mean to you (laughs) that you really, like, learn, like, oh, it's not actually going to... It's not actually It's not going to pan out that way. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, my first song is the song called Have a Little Faith in Me by John Hyatt. Have a little faith in me. That's the one. Thank you. Um, what I love about this song is he's just like begging this woman, like, I'm going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to leave you. I'm going to be on your side 100%. I'm going to take care of you. But you, like, not that she doesn't have faith, but she's she's doubtful. Uh-huh. And he just tries to convince her, like, no, this is it. Like, this yeah. is, is going to be it between us. And I love it because he's, like, I like this song because I feel like he's fighting for her. Yeah. So that's why I, I, I love that song. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Like it's, an, it's an intense one. It is. Um, but I love it. And there was a version that came out by Jewel several years later though Uh she's also like basically gone so that's it's old too but i like the original version the best was she on dancing with the stars no dancing with the stars wasn't around oh as a judge no she was a contestant oh as a contestant yeah i think she was and i think that her bullfighting husband was also (laughs) he's a bull rider maybe I i think this it's very like, possible. This is why we need a fact checker. It's, it's very possible. Because my brain goes, mm, are these connections true? And I don't know. There's no way to know. It's fine. All right. Well, write in. Let us know. It Was Jewel on Dancing with the Stars? Was her bull riding husband also on Dancing with the Stars? Okay. At a later season, though. Are they still together? So many questions. One of the verses says, um, I'm going crazy because there are things in the streets I don't believe. So we'll pretend it's all right and stay in for the night. What a world. I'll keep you safe here with me. What are the things in his in the streets he doesn't believe? Probably it's the same theme. Um, because back then when this was written, there was a lot of riots and drugs mm-hmm. and things like that. I mean, things weren't great. Things aren't great now. Yeah. So it's one of those songs like all about like, you know, the world is crazy outside. But have faith in me. Yeah, but I'm going to keep you safe. That's nice. That's a nice sentiment. I like that. Yeah. Um, my next one is also from my childhood. Um, it is Can You Feel the Love Tonight by Elton John. <gasps> from Lion Disney. King. Yes, from Disney's critically acclaimed Lion King. Lion King. And there's going to be a new Lion King coming out, and I'm excited to see that. Are you excited to see that? Um, I am, though. I don't know if I can. I, I do want to see it, but part of me is like, I don't think I can watch Mufasa die again. I think in live action, it's going to be way sadder. It was you? really it bad. It was a sad I cartoon. Saw, I saw it on um, Broadway. I yeah. saw Lion King. King on Broadway and I sobbed 
more when oh, I yeah. saw that Mufasa die than I did in the cartoon. And now it's going to be live action on a big screen. And it's just... I've never gotten much. over it. I know. I have two funny Lion King stories. Are you ready? The first one... <laughs> you wait for your answer. <laughs> just plowed it. Sorry. The first one... Lion King was the first ever movie Elizabeth went and saw in a movie theater. Oh. My mom took her. She was very excited to take Elizabeth to the movie. She was little. And I don't know what year Lion King, King came out, but Elizabeth was born in 90. Long time ago. So I think it was like 93 maybe? I don't know. But it was the first movie she went and saw in theaters. <clears throat> I think I was there too, but I think I was too little to to know anything about it. But anyway... <sighs> She, my mom was really excited to take Elizabeth to the movies, but then Elizabeth was watching it and she was really scared the whole time. She hated it and she cried all the way through and she didn't want to be there and it was too loud and my mom was like, it was a terrible experience uh, and I was like so excited for her uh, to like experience her first movie no. and she was not having it. She like hated every part of it and she's like, and I felt like a really bad mom because I made her sit through this whole thing uh, that she hated and I mean, Elizabeth is very pro Disney now. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, she really, she came, she recovered. It, but it was just maybe a little bit before her time, before she was really Well, and I think it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of noise and scary lot. things were happening. I mean, there was yeah. a stampede of, what are they, antelopes at yeah. one point. I mean, a wildebeest. A my wildebeest stampede killed someone's dad. Like, yeah. that's scary. So I get it. Um, that's my first funny Lion King story. My second funny Lion King story is in high school, we went to Disney with choir, and we were in the Animal Kingdom uh, exploring one day, and we thought, oh, we'll go to the Lion King live show. So fun. It would be great. And we had been, like, this was probably day three or four. We were pretty tired. We've been bopping from park to park. We've been, like, nonstop since we got mm -hmm. there. We were like, okay, great, Lion King live show. We get in, we sit down, we watch the pre-show. All of a sudden, I wake up, the show is over. I slept through the whole thing. I turned to uh. the person next to me, and I was like, I fell asleep. Uh. Every person in our group fell fully asleep. So, wow. <laughs> one, we were either that tired, or two, something happened to us. The Lion King magic put us to sleep. I think your body, like, finally got to sit down in a cool place. And we all just gave in up. In a semi-comfortable <laughs> chair, and your body just went, and now. <laughs> like, literally, I woke up, and I was like, no! Like, I really wanted to watch. I was so excited. The pre-show was amazing. Yeah. And then I really was excited for the actual thing, and I wake up, and they're playing, um... Uh, circle of life yeah, and you're like and people yeah! are exiting and I was like I missed it and everybody in my group missed it literally not a single soul stayed awake and there were like eight or nine of us in our group wow what happened everybody's bodies were just done we gave we're up done anyway can you feel the love tonight from Lion King is my second choice that's a really good choice I think so too uh love Elton John oh inclusion Elton John oh yeah he's yeah, a gay yeah. man that's okay true. I'm feeling better about this um <laughs> Although my inclusion concerns were um, genre based, yeah. as there's there's a country heavy uh, swing on yeah. my list. But can you feel the love tonight? Not a country song. Anyways, I think it set unrealistic expectations um, for love in that the can you feel the love tonight scene is like in a part of the movie where seemingly everything is garbage and falling apart and then like these people or these lions meet each other and it's so calm and it's beautiful and melodic and like harmonious the world shuts out. and nothing else matters and it's just this like peaceful beautiful thing and maybe being in love with someone is like that i don't know but I would imagine that, like, if your world's literally burning to the ground, like, even if that one thing is good, you probably aren't like, I have no concerns other than this other lion that I love. <clears throat> I could see that you do. Um, I can see, like, you, you hear a lot. And, I mean, this has happened, happened to me before where it's like, okay, I know there's a lot of concerns and a lot of issues, but if I just have this one night or yeah. this one time mm -hmm. and just block that stuff out because you do that I mean now I mean we do that now think about how often like we say okay we need to flee the state or we need yeah. like we leave and 
you think, okay, everything's still going to be sitting there when I return, but I'm going to take this break. To not think about it. Because they go back to thinking about it fairly quickly, like the next day. It was like, I'm just going to take this one night. Yeah. To be happy. To be happy. Yeah. That's true. The other part that feels unrealistic to me is that they knew each other growing up. They were That's good the pals. Yeah. They spend so much time apart, but then they they meet back up and they're instantly in love. And they were... It's just like, bam! Some, <laughs> I think they were like betrothed to each other too or something. I don't know. I think so. I don't so. know why that stuck in my head, but like... It, se- it definitely were, seemed like they that. They were best friends and then they split up and they come back together and then there's love. And I'm yeah, it's like, oh. like, bam. And I just feel like I ran into I run into somebody random from my childhood. We're probably not going to immediately be in love. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, I'm not going to say it can't happen, but I would be surprised. It probably does happen, just sure. unfortunately not to us. Unfortunately <laughs> not to us. Not to us. Um, there's also the one verse that's like... Um, when Nala's singing about Simba and she's like, he's holding back, he's hiding from what I can't decide. Yeah. And he, she's like, oh, he's being really emo and I can't decide what's wrong with him. Like, honey, run, run. <laughs> like, that's not him being mysterious. Like, that's called emotional unavailability <laughs> and you don't have time for it. You don't have time. <laughs> Go find you, you have a pride to say. Like, I get that he might be king and like maybe putting all your eggs in that basket will like pan out for you. And in this case, it did. I it mean, did. she got to be queen. She fixed him. <laughs> but in real life, run. Like, yeah. you're not sticking around to find out what he's holding back or nope. hiding. Like, nope. 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 Run. Bye-bye. Mm, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my that's my second pick. Okay. Um, My next pick is... I was very sad when I told this song to Rachel and she didn't know it. I'm sorry. Um, In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. And... To be fair, um, this is something you've long known about me. I don't know a lot of movies. I know. She doesn't. It's, oh, well. But um, but also was born at a different time than you were. So you, I feel like I get a pass. It's fine. These are all old songs. I, I said that going in. It's okay. Um, this song, mostly because of the visual, because anyone who's seen the movie say anything, or even if you haven't seen the movie... You know of the boombox moment where he's holding the boombox up, playing the song. Is it um uh the what's his name um John Cusack? Cusack. Yeah, yes. I know John Cusack. Yeah, and I knew the reference once. Yeah, you, told you me. did. Know I just it. didn't know right off the bat. Um, but he's holding it up because he wants this woman. Well, anyway, um, this this is the um, this is the chorus that is the part that I'm like. Oh, Nobody's ever going to say this to me. Um, <laughs> in your eyes, the light, the heat. In your eyes, I am complete. In your eyes, I see the doorway to a thousand churches. In Ooh. your eyes, the resolution of all the fruitless searches. In your eyes, I see the light and the heat. In your eyes, oh, I want to be that complete. I want to touch the light, the heat I see in your eyes. Wow. Well, and That's deep. I wonder too, you know, is it, is it the song or is it also part of it that you want to look out your window and see yeah, John well, Cusack holding his boombox That's what I you. said, like the visual is also part of this song, yeah. I feel like. Like there's um, the visual of this part of the song where he's holding it and the whole movie because... He um, basically just wants to be her boyfriend. Like, that's his goal in life, is to be her boyfriend. But aside from that, (laughs) this was, for years, my favorite song. Mm -hmm. Like, for years, I loved the song. Long after I was done watching the movie. I I mean, I've seen the movie several times. Mm -hmm. It's not my favorite movie. Right. But this song had staying power. Well, and it's an 80s classic. It is an 80s classic. And um, just... The dedication and the power of the words. I have never in my entire life, in every person I have ever dated, ever had anyone have this kind of desperation to be with me. (laughs) The whole song. I mean, it's just entirely (laughs) desperation. Like, you're slipping away from me and I need to have you. Like, I need you. I can't breathe without you. I can't live without you and i'm like (laughs) okay (laughs) so yes that is why this song has made my list that's great yeah i love that i also have to pee 
my third pick um, is a another throwback song for me. I had a Faith Hill CD uh, when I was in middle school that I literally like. It was one of those CDs where it was worn. I listened to it so much. Uh, loved it. It got very skippy as it got older because mm. it, was, it was worn and it was uh, a little scratched in some places. Um, but loved loved the CD. Uh, I don't know what about it really spoke to my uh, junior high emo uh, soul, but I would listen to it on repeat. One of the songs, I don't even know what the album's called, one of the songs on it is, did I already say it's Faith Hill? It's a Faith Hill know. album. Anyway, it's I Love You by Faith Hill. And this song is a narrative. Let me set the stage for you. And I feel like you'll be able to quickly see why this set an unrealistic expectation. So, this song is, this girl is singing about how she has fallen in love with this person. But this person doesn't know that she loves them. And she, it's all about how she wishes that this person knew that she loved them and she wants to tell them and she regrets that she didn't just say that like as soon as she saw them she met them she fell in love with them and she just wishes that at, she would have used that time to say that she loved this person and she's regretting that she didn't do that and she loves them and she just wants them to love her back so so badly so then she gets up the courage to write this person a letter no scratch that she goes up to this person's door she goes to where assumingly where they live it doesn't say that but she goes to their door and she's going to profess her love to this person and she's going to be brave and then she gets up there and she freezes and she can't do it but then the person opens their door and they hand her a letter and the letter says all the things she's been singing to this other person the whole time. Oh, so it had the potential to be unrequited love, but it was in fact requited. It was requited. Wow. And it panned out. And this other person, all the time she had been loving them, they had also been loving her. Oh, and it so just nice. panned out. And it was it's just beautiful. And... And then, I've never heard this song. Oh, we'll listen to it on the car in the car on the way to dinner. Um, it's like everything you want from a country ballad. Um, it's just it's amazing. And I, my middle school heart could not like I. I was just like, that's it. That's that's what you want. Yeah. Like you want to love someone so desperately and think all these things about them, and then to find out that they think those things about you, like perfect. Aww. A little unrealistic in that. If you got up the nerve to go to someone's door and, like, profess your love to them, and then you panic and flake, like, they're probably not going to open the door and just be like, perfect timing, let me hand you this letter that tells you everything I also feel about you. Um, So not really realistic, but it's beautiful and I love it. It's so good. I like that. (laughs) I know. And wouldn't you love for that to happen? Like, oh, I would give anything for that to happen. So if you, okay, if you're listening to this and you love me, Write me a letter. <laughs> and the next time I come to your door, just hand me the letter. Just open up the door and hand it to me, and it'll probably pan out for you. Like I think I could be, <laughs> I'd be like, well, I could be persuaded, even if I don't already think those things. I could be one. Over. I mean, I could go on a date with you. It'd be yeah, fine. Sure, we can work it out. <laughs> oh, I really like that. I know. Oh. Okay. It's good, but in the sad kind of way. <laughs> I do really like that, though. Oh, I love that. I'm sad I haven't heard this song before. We'll listen to it on our way to dinner. Okay. My next song, um, I have to go back also to my junior high slash high school time for this song. And this was a song I played over and over and over and over again the same way. Um, I had it on a cassette tape. Ooh, throwback. Rewind and then play it. Those were the hard days where you couldn't just hit skip back. You had to like guess. And then you had to guess and I'd have to stop and start and stop and start. It was was a tough time. Kids these days don't know. They don't know the struggle. Oh, my God. So um, this song I first heard, it was also in a movie. And it was... um, 
in the movie Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid, and it was the theme song is called The Glory of Love by Peter Cetera. And this was, and still to this day, is like one of my very favorite songs of all time. And I listen to it all the time. He says, I'm a man who will fight for your honor. I'll be the hero that something you adore or something like that. And he goes on about he will fight for her. He will protect her. He will keep her safe. I feel there's a theme in all of my songs about this. Um, there's also the same theme was in our um, Hunt for a Nine yes. episode with like, we want someone who's loyal, who will fight for yes. us. Like it's the same the um, same motif. Basically all these songs are the same. Ooh, motif. Are you impressed by I me? am. I am. I do like motif. <laughs> um, and it was the best song, not to mention um, that the Karate Kid any girl who was my age was like, oh my gosh. Everybody had a crush on the Karate Kid. Okay, now I know this will surprise you. I've never seen the Karate Kid. I've, um, obviously. Is it inherently a romantic movie? No, that's I don't know the side story. It. Is this like a credits song? The song is at the end. It's the credits. But the the movie is mostly about... The, this kid who gets um, tutored by Mr. Miyagi. I do know that. And <laughs> to become a karate master. But there is a side plot or a subplot, if you will, about there's a girl in his high school that he really likes. Oh, uh, okay. And she is at the beginning dating a thug. Mm-hmm. And they end up growing close as friends. Mm-hmm. And he falls in love with her. And then he has to, um, he gets in a fight because of her. Gotcha. Um, but then. The romantic subplot. And then she, she, um, she essentially falls in love with him at the end of the movie. And then you gotcha. see them like, he wins the match, he gets the girl, mm. that kind of situation. Roll the glory of love. Right. And then in Karate Kid 2 and 3, and then I stopped watching after 3. Um, she is his girlfriend in those movies. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. But um, I first of all, I love Peter Cetera. Yeah. He was he was like a master of the love ballad. Yeah. Back then, but that song coupled with the movie was like um, just I I just loved it. I just oh my gosh, I played that song over and over yeah. and over and over and over again. And I always thought like, oh, that's what I want. Ooh. Well, too, one of the one of the lines from it is like, just like a knight in shining armor yes. from a long time ago. Just in time, I'll save the day. Take you to, to my castle, castle far, far away. away. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want a castle? I mean, he's just going to save her and take her away from her troubles. and Who don't want that? Be with her. Nothing wrong with that. So good. I love that song. All right. This one is also a throwback to my childhood. And it is a song called A Little More Time on You by NSYNC. See, I don't Some know this one Some people also might know it as God Must Have Spent A Little More Time on You. Oh, maybe God I have. God Must Have Spent A Little More Time on You. Okay. Yes, I do know yeah, this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Uh, it's all like uh, this is like peak falling in love with Justin Timberlake time um, for many people, including myself. Um, and it's also just like your classic like love song, doting. Um, and I'm not really sure what about it. I feel like it just. I don't know. The idea of a like this whole boy band singing about like how they view this girl as like, oh God must have spent more time making you you're so special. Like it just like I don't know. I just feel like there's no part of it that feels real to me. It's <laughs> no part of like and then like even like the some of the lines are like so funny, like <laughs> It's like, your love is like a river, peaceful and deep. Your soul is like a secret that I never could keep. 
I mean, it sounds like a teenager wrote it. When I look into your eyes, I know that it's true. God must have spent a little more time on you. It does sound very teenage angsty. So it fit their age range. (laughs) And I'm trying hard to figure out just how I ever did without the warmth of your smile. The heart of a child that's deep inside leaves me purified. (laughs) What? (laughs) I was already too old when NSYNC came along. But let me tell you, at the time of release, was a bop. Yeah. People really... This is one of their, this is, I don't know if the, the whole album they were all, like, for all their music videos they were wearing white, but for this music video they're all in white. It's very, like. Wow. It's very. Very 90s. Ange- oh, yeah. Very angelic. Very pure. Yeah. It's just funny. Like, <laughs> it's just so cheesy now, like, looking back. But I remember just, like, singing at the top of my lungs with my sisters in the car to this song. <laughs> Just being convinced that somebody would say this to us. I don't know about them, but for me, it hadn't happened yet. <laughs> that's my that's my fourth pick. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, my fourth pick. Um, so, I did say that every song on mine is by a male, and the original version of this came out by a male, but then it was saying by a female later on. Um, so that was the closest I got to having a female artist. But the song, um, I cry during this song, I feel like, more than any other song. And I'm not really sure why. Because it's not, like, sad, sad, but it's a little sad, I guess. Um, it's To Make You Feel My Love that was originally that by the, Garth Brooks. Um, um, I know you yeah but i I never never do do you wrong wrong. yeah yep and then um adele sang it later yo you cry because it's adele i mean how does adele not make you cry she's just this song again it's the same theme of like protecting fighting for you all the kind of things but Mm -hmm. like um, the first the first verse is when the rain is blowing in your face mm-hmm. and the whole world is on your case, I could offer you a warm embrace to make you feel my mm-hmm. love. And the whole song is whoever they're singing to. So like when Garth Brooks sang it, well, it was for the movie Hope Float. So a little bit different. Oh, but. which let's take a minute to talk about the movie Scary Hope Country. Floats. Who doesn't? If you have uh, not seen Hope Floats, go to your local Walmart, dig through the $5 movie bin. It's there. You will find Hope Floats. And let me tell you, you will not be disappointed. No. And that movie has everything in it you want. So good. So good. I need Sandra to see that Bullock. Again. I know. Sandra Bullock is amazing. I think I own Hope Floats. Harry Connick Jr., who. It's I love just, him. He's in whatever role he's in. He's just like he never ages uh, either. Have you ever noticed so that? Like he, in fact, he does age like a fine wine. Like he gets better. <laughs> with well, age. and he also um, has such a cute accent, and uh, he's musical. There's just like, and in this he's movie, the triple threat. He's a cowboy. I mean, what else do you need? He's a cowboy. He doesn't say much, but what he does say is very profound. Anyway, it's all about, again, like, you know, um, I know you haven't decided how you feel about me. Yeah. But if I were to give you a little push, like, these are the things that, you know, if you would let me love you, this is what it would be like. Yeah. And it is just as powerful as when Garth Brooks sings it, as when Adele sings yeah. it. Um, in fact, when Garth Brooks sings it, it's a little bit more of a simpler song yeah. than um, when Adele sings it because she brings her, like, she's boominess. A full, she's a full ballad when yeah. Adele sings it. Um, but <laughs> I I have cried over this song so yeah. many times. I do think, there though, there is, like, an inherent sadness to that song, though, where it's, like, because you, you know that, like, probably the person that you you're feeling those things for you're seeing those things for like they're like having a really hard time or they're going through something really hard and they're not going to choose like right because at the end of the song i mean it never says that they were chosen it was just like i wish you would yeah it's just a statement like i'll be like i could be all these things for you like if you let me or if you let me in yeah like i don't know maybe and 
I've always thought too, like they weren't saying this directly to their face. Yeah. Like they're a wallflower sitting in the back yeah. thinking that this is how it could be, but can't ever really say yeah. anything. Um, which I feel like falls into our unrequited love yep. stuff. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, I have just loved this song the fir- from the first time I heard it all the way through when it was covered by Adele. And um, I can't imagine, I, I don't ever know of a time when anybody may have thought that about me. But it's like, oh, I wish somebody did. The first time I remember hearing that song and, like, being like, oh, this is a good song. I should look into, like, what this is, was on an episode of Bones. Do you remember that oh, show? I did watch Bones. Um, and it's a really sad episode. And I was I was fully wrecked. And um, I still haven't finished Bones, um, which is a point of contention between Bruce and I because he's finished it. And he was upset about some things, but I didn't let him talk to me about it because I haven't finished I it. I didn't watch the last season. Um, I watched all the rest. They just lost me at some point. I just couldn't get back. Um, but, yeah, that's the first time I remember hearing it and thinking, like, oh, what is this song? I need to look into it. And then I found the Adele version. And then I heard the Garth Brooks version mm-hmm. later. But I think that's a good pick. Oh. It is. I, I agree, though. I think it's inherently sad. Because it's, I think, uh, like, in my mind, there's no version of the song where it works out for no. these people. No, it doesn't. And so this song, actually, um, I wasn't even sure if I was going to make it into the top five. Because I thought, we talk about unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. And this is more of a realistic expectation. Yeah. That somebody is singing this, but then it doesn't pan out. Yeah. But then I kept it in there anyway for the unrealistic expectation that it did pan out. Yeah. And I don't... And it's a love song. And it's a love song. Mm -hmm. And I went with the fact that in Hope Floats, it does pan out. Yes. She, yeah, she is in a very tumultuous time in her life. Yes. But it... It pans out for Harry Cotton Spoiler alert, it does pan out. So that's why I ended up keeping it in the long run. You know what I was always sad about in that movie? I was always sad that it, like, uh, the conclusion of that story wraps so fast. I feel like it's like, you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know what's going to happen. And then, bam. And then in the last minute and a half, everything, everything is resolved and it all pans out and they literally, like, cut to black and you don't get to see anything else. No. It's, it's a little uh, unsatisfying. It, I would still you, recommend that you watch it. They leave you listeners. at the car. And she's at work, and then at the car. Yeah. And he's standing at the car. And then he dumps her in his truck, and they drive away. And they drive away. And, and then cut to black. Yeah. Which is a, is a nice end, and you're just like, okay, well, then they just are, they live happily ever after the end. But it always felt a little unsatisfying, a little unsettling. Like, well, I want to know what else happened. Oh, no. And there's just so many sad parts of that movie, too. Oh, yeah. So oh, many. So good, so though. Many. So good. good. Ugh. Run, run, people. Go to your Let's local Walmart. Get Hope Floats out of the $5 movie bin. Okay. Um, all right, here, we're up to our last ones. Last ones. My last one is an old school Taylor Swift song. Before Taylor was... Um, this was country Taylor. A pop sensation. Yeah. This was country Taylor on one of her original albums. I do love that song. Our song by Taylor Swift. And um, I think that it's one of those songs where it's like really catchy, and I, I like it. Like I like so it a lot. Our song is a slam yeah. screen door. Singing out late, tapping on your window. window. Okay, so I picked it for unrealistic expectations. Um, in that I just don't know. Like the whole premise of this song is. She's riding with her boo thing. They're listening to the radio. She says, we don't have a song. And then he says, no, this is our song. And then he tells her all these beautiful things and basically, like, writes her a song. Yeah. And then later on, they have a fight, and she goes home, and she reads the card on the flowers that he's already left for her, which apparently he's, like, has a flower order deliverer on retainer because they just have a fight, and she comes home with her flowers, so that's a little questionable. Yeah. But then the card says our song and he reminds her of like all their history and like the blah 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 and it just it seems a little far-fetched to me i just don't know i don't know any person who would be able to come up with 
um, such an eloquent version of their story no so quickly and also at one point which i think is a little a little mm, but it's also like it's it's art so you can't like look this critically into it or take it this literally but at one point it says um i was riding shotgun with my hair undone in the front seat of his car he's got one hand feel on the steering wheel the other on my heart I don't know where your heart is, but my heart is under a boob. Over your boob. So, so he's driving with his hand. He's got on a one boob. hand feel on the steering wheel. I don't think I think the other to take it figuratively on my boob. Like figuratively, <laughs> figuratively, not literally. I just feel like they're taking a lot of time to explain where people's hands are for it not to be a little questionable. And you know, Taylor writes her own songs, and she was still pretty young at this time, so she was still working it out. Well, and you know. Boob and feel don't rhyme. Right. So. so you had to change. She had to change it up. Plus, with her dad, you know, as her manager, like you couldn't really say dad. And she writes most of her songs about true relationships. Like yeah. you know, have you ever heard like Ooh, "Don't date Taylor Swift" or yeah, she'll write you a song a about song. you? I know. Well, I also think it's like uh, you're talking low on the phone because it's late and your mama don't know. Another bad sign. Yeah. Like, to me, like, it just seems like, well, this relationship probably didn't work out. <laughs> like, um, if you're having to talk quietly on the phone because your parents don't know, like, it's probably I not I did that several out. times when I was living at home. <laughs> just did. quietly on your yeah. on the phone. And, on the phone. Would, and I had a phone in my bedroom because this was pre-cell phones. And we, I would pick up the phone and I, it would be after everybody went to bed and I would be talking on the phone real quiet. <laughs> yep. Sure did. But that is my my final piece to the unrealistic love song puzzle. Is our song by Taylor Swift. Okay. Well done. Thank you. Um my number 1 in the realistic expectations is interesting because it was in reality written for a specific person in a specific situation. However, um I'm a big fan of grand gestures, and I don't think they happen very often in this world. Yeah. And this was a grand gesture that did happen, but then it didn't pan out for them anyway. So let me get down to it. Um, It's the song Fix You by Coldplay. Oh, yeah. And he wrote the song, Chris, is it Chris Martin? Chris Martin, yeah. He wrote the song because at the time he was married to Gwyneth Paltrow, and her dad had just died. And he didn't know what he could do for her and how to help. And he wrote this song. um, And it's like, it says, when you try your best, but you don't succeed. When you get what you want, but not what you need. When you feel so tired, but you can't sleep, stuck in reverse. And then when the tears come streaming down your face, because you lose something you can't replace, a.k.a. her dad. When you love someone, but it goes to waste, what could be worse? And then it goes on and on. And and he wants to fix her and make it better. Um, And that was a huge grand gesture that he did because he didn't, you can't make it better. You can't take the death of a parent and make it better. Mm -hmm. But you can try to soothe that person and be there for that person and this was his grand gesture. It was what also he like did. the commitment of like, I can see that you're broken. Yeah. Like I'm committed to being here right. long haul to fix you. I'm going like, to fix you. I'm yeah. going to be here to put your pieces back together and make you whole again. Yeah, that's really sweet. And um, the unrealistic part of the grand gesture is they're divorced now. It does shatter the... Well, I would say though that it's still in, in and of itself still very nice. Oh, it's for a, sure. You know, but but it's, it's like, oh, but it still didn't It was kind of like, it was, it, but like when this song came out, I'm like, ooh, this is a couple that's going to be together forever. Like, yeah, clearly meant it, to be. Like, this is meant yeah. to be. And then, well, divorce. Yeah. Um, crazy fun fact. This is Bobby Bones's favorite yeah. romantic song as well. Just one day, I forgot what, um, what they were talking about on the episode, but they were talking about songs, about favorite songs or love songs or whatever. And I'm listening and, and I talk back to my radio when I'm listening so <laughs> they can hear me. And I was like, oh, Fix You by Coldplay. And they went around and said everything. And Bobby Bones goes, 
I, it has to be fixed you by Coldplay. I'm like, yes, that is it. Thank you, Bobby Bones. I knew that that's what, like, he said it. I'm like, that's right. That's well, what it is. Well, and, you know, Bobby's still single, so maybe it could work out for you. <laughs> Bobby, if you're listening. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not his type. Email us. Um, I, I don't know if he's not he my type. type. What about him isn't your type? Um, I think that he's emotionally, he's emotionally unavailable. unavailable. So it's not I my mean, he's fair. He's holding back. He's hiding for he's what you can't decide. decide. Why <laughs> won't he be the king? You know he is. Uh, yeah. Um, but the the idea behind the grand gesture, I think, yeah. is what my point is for this one. Is that like this dude wrote her yeah. a song and had his band play it and it was part of a multi-platinum album and she'll always have that like she will always yeah. have that yeah but like what went wrong what went wrong to have like they had to have a conscious uncoupling yeah like yeah what happened like did he not fix her was she permanently broken in a different person i don't know i don't know she was on Dak shepherd's podcast it was interesting um well, and now she promotes all this natural stuff that is actually she didn't do any research. And yeah. it's like a lot of it's really bad. Yeah. It's really expensive, too. And super expensive. And you shouldn't do it. And it's a big money pit. And then, like, she's having all of these people. Who are I'm upset because they spent thousands of dollars on Getting stuff these things that are these all natural. Like, she's one of these, like, don't go on antibiotics drink this herb tea you know like things like that so she became a little bit um yeah that's a little bit far-fetched for me but um yeah i don't know what happened but that's that is my number one i love i love that song that is a a song that i will listen to multiple times yeah it is it is by far my favorite coldplay song that's great okay all right well we have reached the end of our list yeah. And those are all the songs that we came up with. Um, if you were listening to this and you thought of a song right off the bat that gave you unrealistic expectations, um, feel free to tweet at us mm-hmm. at Party of Ones on Twitter. That's at Party of the Number One S. Or you can email us at Party of Ones dot podcast at, at gmail dot com, not email dot com. Email.com probably exists, but it yeah. won't get to us. No. Gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. We're really excited that people are listening, but we don't know who you are. Yeah. So reach out to us. Let us know. Um, and, yeah, we would just love to hear you and to, um, to see what songs you really like, um, whether they're current or from your childhood. And, um, yeah. And we hope this inspires you to make a playlist of all these songs and yeah. listen to them and feel sorry about it for yourself that nobody's singing these things to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. And with that, bye. Bye.